They don't you know draws are everywhere, draws are everywhere, draws are everywhere, you can't stop it. Hey, Murph here. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. Today I'm joined by a dear friend. He's an incredibly talented and hilarious writer-performer who's not only played a character credited as Crackhead on three different television shows, he also once accidentally ate so much of a chocolate edible that he became convinced the Hollywood Bowl was about to be blown up by a terrorist bombing. Please welcome to the program, Lucas Hazlett. Hello! Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, all right, folks. All right, settle down. Always a pleasure. Uh, How are you feeling? Look, I'm you caught me on the other side of the tunnel. And I don't know if this is what if this is the metaphor they use for recovery or for um, manic episodes. But there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you've just come out. The light's a little bewildering to borrow from Plato's allegory of the sun and the allegory of the cave. So I'm still in that bewildered. I'm out of it stage. Um, That's where my mind as is at right now. All right. Well, for for the listeners, uh, what Lucas is describing here is he's a man about town. He's he sold a few television shows, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, but he's recently working on a project. We can't name the network uh, specifically, but you recently sold a show that's a semi autobiographical story about homelessness in Los Angeles, and it sounds like you're likening that process to the recovery addiction recovery process. Uh, and, you know, I can only speak from my perspective, but heroin withdrawal, those pukes, quakes, shakes, shits, trots, sweats, every other goddamn thing that goes along with opioid withdrawal. So you're likening uh, that to, uh, you know, dealing with network executives when when pitching and selling and, and working on a television show. So <laughs> there's a little peek inside our industry. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. All right. Well, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to dive into here. Let's dive. There's some fun stuff. uh, And, you know, we're going to kick things off. We'll get right into it with the substance report. This is the question. Do junkies lives matter? And we all know the mainstream media's narrative on substance use is complete trash. So we're going to take a look at the top drug related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage. Okay. now you probably heard about this one. You know, it was bounced around a little bit. So maybe you've heard about it. But let's take a look. This one, uh, our article this week comes from CNN Mm -hmm. and the headline says Biden pardons all federal offenses of simple marijuana possession Mm. in first major steps towards decriminalization. Sure, sure. So huge if true. Let me, yeah. But I have thoughts, as you well know. Well, here's what you're going to get from me today. Pure centrist drivel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. We need it. We need it. Because my anarcho-communist rants are going to wear thin on people after a while. They need yes. a goddamn point. You're going to get. Counterpoint or something. I am. have I love being dead center, but I'm spinning. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm in the eye of the storm politically. First off, right out the gate, that sounds exactly like what people have been fucking fighting for on on the side of criminal justice reform because no one should be in prison for what now is recreational everyone does it from absolutely everyone yes everyone i know when the former speaker of the house's new business is weed we've moved we've shifted i just want to say before getting into the like this is uh, cartoonishly too little too late kind of thing of like this is ridiculous as i don't want to minimize for anyone that this even helps in the slightest bit 
in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Any single person who gets out of jail on a bullshit drug charge is an applaudable fucking thing. Yes. So the problem with this is there's going to be zero people released from prison because of it. Uh, oh. so, <laughs> yeah. So before <laughs> well. zero, zero, that's a, that's a goose egg. <laughs> okay. So Why yes, is let's, that? let's get into, so now that I've said, and I truly do mean that there's a lot of uh, great organizations out there fighting for this shit. So I don't want to minimize what it does, but let's say what it doesn't mm-hmm. do uh, as well. So there's 6,500 people who this even roughly applies to, which means simple okay. possession uh, that they were charged with, convicted of uh, on, on a federal level. Uh, so there, there's that. So then there's zero people being released because none of those people are in jail or in prison, in a oh, federal prison right okay. now, uh, for simple possession. No, no, They're saying no one is there. Oh. Uh, that's the first thing. So again, you start to go, huh, okay. So this is a little okay. window dressing to start, you know, leading into the, into the, uh, the midterms here. The other part of this that's really... <laughs> Unfortunate is I looked at like so that they also say uh, I'm just reading this from here. Will uh, will people have their criminal records expunged? Because because there's and language here with pardoning versus it being expunged. The answer better. The be- answer to that is no. Oh, well, then the answer to that is no. You have to call bullshit on that then because. Yeah. Ooh, I have an idea. Let's announce a policy that solves nothing and applies to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's insane that'll do it that'll do it and people buy that now on the far left of it all the far left of it all I appreciate even the announcement because maybe that announcement is the first domino to fall and other announcements in start falling elsewhere because there have been I have heard there have been states that have then been looking into their version of that announcement and right. so in a weird way, politically, the president's hands don't get dirty because nobody was released. So it's not soft on crime. Leave it to the states and let them decide how to apply that, because that's where the real damage has been done is on a state level of putting right. people in state prison for bullshit crimes. Now I got to go back to the other side. This guy doing a little, little doing a little two step. We'll see. I'm, I Maybe I'm a centrist, but it's the wrong two things that have been merged. You're an alt. You're an alt centrist, by the way. That's that's how I would I would categorize you politically, isn't it? No, we remember we we coined that. You and me coined that. Yes, alt alt centrist. I'm an alt centrist. That's right. Alt, an alt centrist is someone who takes a little bit of the chaos and anarchy of the left, the far left, and a little bit of the the um, something is is deeply deeply wrong about the Democratic Party from the right, and you merge those together because what you, I'm trying to do is make the Democrats better. And so I I reject wholeheartedly right wing garbage, but the right wing methodology of calling out bullshit on Democrats when it's appropriate, I think needs to be listened to because our team needs to get stronger and we need to avoid bullshit like this. So, yeah, the president of the United States, that may let be like if Lincoln were like, I've emancipated the slaves and everyone's like, that sounds awesome. And then someone else was like, that these plantations don't have any slaves anymore. <laughs> He's sir. like, from these plantations only, <laughs> these I will emancipate all of the slaves. Yes. The federal <laughs> plantations, no more slaves. And someone's like, Mr. Lincoln, there never were any federal plantations with slaves on. Oh, good. Yay, we did it. And did I say emancipate? I meant uh uh, accelerate uh, a little bit of lunch. They can step yes, off for the afternoon exactly. to go to Applebee's and have a, lo- a nice exactly. lunch. I didn't mean emancipate fully. Uh, yeah. So, so, so the, so the, um, the, the, the expungement here. So, so basically what the justice department says is that uh, a pardon would remove quote, civil disabilities. 
So while it uh, it does not clear a person's record, Biden's action could ultimately help people get back to the voting booth or jury box or possibly secure employment. So to me, what that means is he's dangling a thing that says that you can get back to the voting booth, you know, vote blue no matter who. You can get roped into uh, jury duty, uh, have to serve that, and possibly get a job down at Chuck E. Cheese. So I'm like, Check that's ultimately out. what he's offering a handful of people with this. Well, I, listen, that is a good offer. It, it's being sold in the media as something much bigger than it is, but it's not nothing. Well, I mean, a dog's dick in the back door ain't nothing but Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> So, yeah, so this so basically the, the only other things I wanted to hear in Biden in, in his own words on this as well, because, you know, it's always fun. You, you know how much I love uh, uh, my Scranton Joe class. I know. And of course, as we all know, Biden is a legendary drug warrior. Uh, been been at it a long time uh, fighting on the front lines of the war on drugs uh, almost 50 years now. Just to set this clip up really quick. Th- this is him back in 88 when he was barking hard on the Senate floor for the Anti-Drug Abuse Act. Uh, here's his thoughts specifically on marijuana at the time. When someone wants to go buy the cocaine or go buy the heroin or go buy the marijuana, they crack someone over top of the head, take their wallet, take their purse, and half the time they're under the influence at the time. Okay, so uh, as one of the uh, grand architects of, of, of the war on drugs, he, he was the one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's your, he's your alt-centrist buddy, uh, so I, I need to get into the mind mm-hmm. of the alt-centrist. No, I know, he's, he's a right-winger. Uh, but uh, masquerading, oh but but he, great back in the day, bipartisan support of the, of the drug war. He ramped it up sure. in the eighties. So there, what he's doing, if you just think, just listen to that little soundbite, it's like so so lumping the, the marijuana with the cocaine. But this idea of people cracking people over top of the head to like get weed monies, I mean, it's it's reefer madness uh, uh, levels of silliness yes. uh, that that don't. Re- I mean, <laughs> felt dated. <laughs> Dun, dun. That's the song he plays in Reefer Madness. I'll remember that forever. That's a great opening jazz riff. Um, yeah, it's yeah. so good. That so so he's so he's being reefer he's, he's being reefer madnessy obviously with that. But then you know we come we come f- uh, full circle around and this is this was mm-hmm. the announcement of this because there's another part of this outside of the bullshit because you know we we can rant and rave all day about the policy. But I just I, to me it's always interesting to play the game of like uh, you know the WWF shit. It's like fine you can talk about the the, the phony parts of it. He's saying he's going to meet with uh, with with, you know, this 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 descheduling idea. People are like, well, you just take marijuana off schedule one controlled substance so people can get st- sure. more studies on it, all that. His response to that being like in this is like, yeah, we you know we're going to I'm going to look to some people to start to think about maybe doing a, a, some meeting. And I'm like the idea that he would actually take meetings in, in 2022 with like scientists, uh, you know, researchers bring the data to get on everything to, to see if he needs to de I'm like, that's fucking absurd. He's not doing that. This again is just like a, mm. it's a, it's a political softball in, in terms of like, this is not real. None of this stuff is real. He doesn't need to sit down and take a meeting to beg, should we be a schedule? One? It's oh, like, no, no, he doesn't need to take a meeting with all these scientists. You know, who he, he only has to take a meeting with one person to know what to do about drugs in this country. His fucking son. Take yes, a meeting Hunter. with your son. Hunter. Take a man. Yeah. Sit down with Hunter and have a real compassionate moment with him which as we now know from leaked footage we, he did and i think that that's that's what changes a lot of these fucking, talking about the my my son hunter uh yes docu, docu that, the, movie no the, the even just the phone call that was released yeah on the Fox t- right, news right. sure which was a very sleazy thing to release it's all sleaze at, of course but at the same time you can learn from sleaze and it was actually nice to hear a father being like we got to do something about you kiddo I love what's you, the disconnect? What's the disconnect? Do you think that it's the elite? From do you think whom? it's the elitism from from Biden in terms of sending all those people 
to jail for crack. So all the do you think there's a level it, of elitism? Do you think there's a level of like we're better, we're above this, so this doesn't apply to us? Do you think that's just kind of the, the default mentality? I think that's just human nature. Is that when you you can talk shit about what goes on out in the world because you don't want it to happen to you, but when someone in your house is doing those same things, you just relate to it differently. It's it's it, the disconnect is is. Do you really want to know the term for the disconnect? Because it's a it's a wild term. Yes. But it's it's matriculated solipsism. It is this idea Ooh. that yeah, it's this idea that you've carved. Everybody kind of carves out their circles of what they'll who they consider themselves. It's it's a form of hypocrisy, but it's a form of hypocrisy that I think is unavoidable. If you see people as the other and the problem, then their problems you view as crimes. Your problems you view as health issues. It's a very simple kind of thing. If someone in your family, if a Republican has a child who ends up homeless, their homelessness is a mental health issue. It's not a crime. Whereas someone else's kid is homeless, it's a crime. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's all it is. It's just, it's how do you relate to it? And yeah, that's the disconnect. I, I guess, I guess I also, the reason it's fascinating to me with, with the, particularly with this, with the, with Scranton Joe is that, that, that the, just the years, I mean, one that I've, you know, as you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his rhetoric. I, I think it's interesting that even if, uh, you know, best, best case scenario is like, yeah, they're all, you know, uh, uh, working uh, for, for these corporations. So it doesn't ultimately matter. But what they're tasked with doing as the face of these corporations and as the face mm-hmm. of the decisions that, you know, are, are best for, for them and, and obviously not for us is that like they got to sell it in some way. There's an angle. There's got to be they're actors. You know what I mean? There's got to be an angle. So to me, what's always been so interesting about about. Uh, about Biden is like the angle he takes in this like paternal way. So I'm, I'm going to, this last bit here is, is, is his announcement on this to just see the lengths that he went to. Cause I agree with you that sure. there's gotta be Let's some disconnect it. and it is interesting to, to see how he frames this still after all these years. I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. The federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. Basically, the... the, the to get to the core of this, of, of what, what my issue is, forget, we already talked about all the other shit, but like this idea of strength of drug equals severity of punishment. The, 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 the strange thing about that to me, because we're never going to fucking get anywhere at, at this pace. Sure. So the idea of being like, he still is saying, Hey, I'm cool, man. I'm happy. I get makes no, cause also we, we, we get uh, by, we, I just mean anyone pushing things forward at all in any way over there. So however you want to fucking frame your political uh, 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 squad that you're with or, or, or whatever team, whatever camp you're in, whatever the idea of, if you are in fact trying to move forward in any way, it's like this idea that we're never going to get anywhere because we keep accepting this on these terms where it's like, you know, it's the idea of like, or I see of, of as let's just say same sex marriage forever. And now they're going to be trying to backpedal on this is this idea of like people are born this way. You know, people were, you think, so it goes like, like liberals just in general will go to pity. So the idea of like, I don't give a shit to so the conservative, like, oh, they're all going to burn in hell, whatever, if you're moralizing from that standpoint. Other people being like, well, they're born this way. Or people just choose to fuck one night and who cares? Like, that's what the argument needs to be. It's the same with, with people saying addiction. It's, it's not a moral sure, failing. It's a disease. You know? However, or people however, just fucking do drugs. Either way, they shouldn't be in jail. Well, 
well, fine. But you're also talking exclusively about user end. I think it should be commercially illegal to sell dangerous stuff that people know are dangerous and you're selling to people who don't realize how dangerous it is. But who was held accountable for that on any level? L- I, but taking drugs my, out of it. But, no, but that's my point. Right. Is the, the person who should always be held accountable, the crime is not wanting to do, do drugs. That's human. Humans want to expand their mind and play with their, their stuff. That's what human, that's what learning is. The right. problem is when someone is selling you tainted goods and you don't know it because you have no experience. When you cut cocaine with fentanyl and you sell it to a fucking teenager who wants to do a quick bump so they can f- finish their fucking test, that's a crime. That should be a crime. That's not a, it's not, shouldn't be a crime that the kid wanted to do that. It should be a crime that the, that someone would sell that to a kid or anybody. It's you know it's tainted. It's chemical that can kill them. Yeah, I think so. Right. So, but 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 for that level, then you'd be like, so why to not regulate it and to and to expect that level of when people are on the complete oh, grind to make two dollars to it. fucking feed their kids? You should regulate it. You got me there. I'm not yeah. opposed so to regulation. Right. I, I figure you're, you're you're I figure you're on board with that. But I um, what I'm saying yeah. is we're never going to get there with this idea of like. It's still punitive. It's still tied to the like marijuana is ridiculous sure. that it's schedule one. It's with heroin and cocaine. You're like, yeah, but that's why are we still parsing that and then basing that on what the punishment is? And it also violates the philosophy of these far right wing libertarian folk who say it should everything should just be up to everyone else. Well, then leave women alone about their bodies, leave drug users alone about their drugs and leave both leave every gender alone from determining their own you know identity like so leave it be right right no no well you're i mean the 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 immediate hypocrisy on a lot of those is i think crumbling uh, around us Uh, certainly uh, with our generation those boxes do not fit so this is where you know hey this is where the alt centrist comes in this is where like people can't really be this is where a third of the country everyone always says half the country fucking Voted, you know, voted for Trump or half the country voted for Biden. I'm like, no, a third of the country didn't vote. So we got to like just take into consideration the people here who don't fit into it. They're just like, sure. no, I, I believe this, this, this. I think the hypocrisy comes where you have to try to hold up these archaic and then a, a, versions and then a chunk of, of, of party lines. And then you also have to stop lumping people in with like, I voted for the guy because I hate the other guy. Right. So don't lump me in with his policies either. I hate a lot of his policies. I liked some. Of the bad guy's policies. Right. I'm an alt-centrist. <laughs> like, it's just, I hate the messenger. You know how they're always like, don't kill the messenger? I'm Sometimes I'm like, the reason I didn't kill you is because the message was actually decent. Right. I just want to kill you because you're a piece of shit messenger. Sure. You're just a bad person. <laughs> thinking all, who, how dare you coin the phrase, don't kill the don't messenger. Don't kill the messenger. Like, you. You're the one giving me the bad news. You're an errand boy. Or was it an errand boy with a grocery? Cl- what's with the Kurtz? You're just an errand boy. That's yeah, the that's, that's yeah, the motherfucker. I'll kill a mess. That's what that is. I'll, exactly. You're just an errand boy. You yeah, ain't and you're an errand boy. The person I'm not gonna kill is the person who gave you that message because he's strong enough to give motherfuckers messages. Right. You are weak enough to accept to his to deliver his message. I think Murph, you and I are rewriting Apocalypse Now, which <laughs> is think, one of the best I, movies I, ever. I, I think we are. We it could use a few Francis. There's a few couple of notes. Frankie baby. I know Frankie. you almost killed yourself on this one, baby. 
Frankie, maybe the reason you killed yourself almost is because you good finish. Figure it out. I'm sorry. I'm Herschel McGillhill, and I'm having a, a seizure. Oh, hey, hey. hey. Well, the, the horror, the horror. I don't know. What about all this horror? What, well, maybe he just looks up and says, ah, the, the lights are bright in my eyes. I want to <laughs> take a nap. I'm in the dark. Come on. It's in the dark on here. Why can't, yeah, why can't Colonel Kurtz just have gone crazy? And it's like no one with missiles is listening to him. <clears throat> What's he really? No, doing? no, he 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 pulled his own. Uh, yeah, he, he was on his own terms there. Um, oh god, I just can't stop thinking of Brando not knowing his lines here. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so uh, funny. It's so funny. It's so funny to, to everyone pouring in. And there's like people dying on set, and there's there's just like everyone's just dying to finish this goddamn thing. It's over budget. All the shit. All right, he you, shows you, up you overweight, be... and he's like, "Shoot me in the shadows, and I'll say what I'm gonna say." And you're like, "Oh, Murph, no. for for thirty seconds, you be uh, you be." Uh... Marlon Brando, and I'll be the errand boy who has to tell him to get his fat ass to set. Ready? <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, Mr. Brando. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Brando, yeah. please. Yeah. Can you please let me into the trailer, please? Come in. You're an errand boy. <laughs> I, yeah, I am Fent- aware of that. It, my, my, yes. Sent to collect a bill. Are you rolling? Are you rolling? No, one? sir, we're not on set yet. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to bring you on Who set. Who are you to tell me? The errand boy. It's my job. This is sacred land here. I live here now. Oh, my God, sir. Can we just please get boy. you set? Francis is, yes. Boy. I also don't appreciate being called boy, sir. I'm, a, I'm 29. I'm not a boy. I went to film school. Boy, who do I have to? <laughs> who do I? You a young Steven Spielberg. Come here. No, I don't think so. I can't get anything made. I don't know how to do it, really. You know what? Fuck it. Who do I have to suck for a half and half around uh, here? That actually also is me. Like, I will gladly be sucked off for, for a cup of coffee. I am, I'm you? overweight. There's a lot of folds. I want them all found, and I want No, them you said, wait a second. You said, who do you have to suck off? I'm not sucking off this blob I see before me for your coffee. Mm. Fuck you. Mm. <laughs> Put your cock away, you fat fuck. I need bigger robes. I need looser robes. <laughs> Please sit down, sir. These silk stockings are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. The horror. <laughs> and see. And you're welcome, Francis. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Biden. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get there one of these days. Just got to keep pushing them left, uh, past the alt centrist, and right on, right on to the to the uh, to the to the promised land. There it is. Um, well, until on the way to the promised land, there's going to be a lot of murky waters. Uh, so let's uh, let's uh, let's get through some of those with the the fog of drug war. War, it's fantastic. Listen, every war has its foggy moments of confusion and chaos that can lead to very strange situations. And after 50 years and a trillion dollars, America's war on drugs has seen some deep fog. Now, we're going to get into it here. Uh, this, uh, this, this, this thing I came across, uh, I thought you might enjoy this. Uh, this is something I'd never heard of. Uh, this is a clip I, I found, just, just some, some old uh, NBC uh, bit that they did on this. But kind of got lost uh, in the show. I've never heard much, uh, much about it since. And really more so than just the... the uh, the, the actual um, current event at the time. This is from whatever, Reagan era, mm-hmm. early 80s. Uh, this is uh, more so than like what, what the, the, the thing is I didn't know about is the reaction uh, in, on Capitol Hill to this. It's just very strange. Uh, so I'd like to see what you, what you think about this. Um, so here's the story. After admitting he smoked marijuana years ago, Douglas Ginsburg is pulling out. I have today asked 
President Reagan not to forward my nomination to the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, all of the attention has been focused on our personal lives and much of that on events of many years ago. The President and Mrs. Reagan deserve enormous credit for leading the fight against illegal drugs. I fully support their effort and I hope that the young people of this country, including my own daughters, <coughs> excuse me, will learn from my mistake and heed their message. Ginsburg is the second Reagan nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court who didn't make it. His sudden fall has triggered angry reaction and brought on a spate of confessions. More from Bob Kerr. Ginsburg's withdrawal today immediately heightened an ongoing debate about the relevance of the private behavior of public officials. What do we want on the Supreme Court? Do we want to get a bright young person, get them through law school, then lock them in a closet for 25 years and pull them out and put them on the Supreme Court so there's nothing that they have experienced in their life or could know about. Only today, Senator Albert Gore, a Democratic presidential candidate, admitted he smoked marijuana in college and during Army service in Vietnam. For approximately 15 years, I have not tried marijuana. Uh, I have never used it at any time since I entered public office. Bruce Babbitt, another Democratic presidential candidate, said he used pot in the 60s as a civil rights worker in the South. Georgia Republican Congressman Newt Gingrich said when he tried it once, it had no effect on him. Even 68-year-old Senator Claiborne Pell, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said he tried marijuana once, too. I don't think it should ruin their careers if they've otherwise straightened their lives out and done what's right. Are we going to condemn everybody that's made a mistake in our society? What's it coming to? What is it coming to? There is Orrin so Hatch. much to, to deal with on yes, this. Yes, please, first let's all, deal. First of all. Fun clip. Fun clip because it sounds to me like the 80s were a pretty reasonable time. <laughs> like pretty much um, every you, single one of them was kind of compared to what we have to deal with today. Kind of reasonable. Well, now, hold on. Um, I forgot. I already forget it. What was the What was the uh, the, the the kind of uh, 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 the condition uh, that's hypocrisy? How did you say that thing? The, the, matriculated uh, solipsism it also it also has a whiff of that i would say as well sure. because, because everything does of course uh but but interesting that it was all this all this information was offered freely is what mm -hmm. is what's interesting to me of course i didn't know about you know that that supreme court uh, nominee not not getting through or whatever um but the bar obviously was lowered later years as you know sexual predators and everything getting on getting passed on through but this guy so smoked this guy just admitted to smoking some weed aside from his sure you know his 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 uh Politics in terms of, of, of whatever, I don't, I'm sure conservative, it's Reagan, whatever. But the idea that he just, the smoking the weed was like just a bridge too far, but then it wasn't for a lot of these people is just so interesting to see the bipartisan coming for, I mean, Gore was running for fucking president at the time. Yeah, something, there's some, I've read some books about what Reagan was up to. There's some sniffiness that has nothing to do with weed. I think weed's the downfall. I think there's, there's some much darker shit that this guy. Oh, sure. I mean, the contract. Yeah, they were, they were. So I will, they were the, I will, no, not Reagan. I'm talking about this guy. The, oh, uh, Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Got it. Got it. I'm saying the reason he's saying I'm withdrawing is because of weed. Because if all of the, remember, if Republicans who want him on the fucking court are saying this is stupid, then that means either the Democrats have other shit that they wanted to expose. And this was his compromise. So he wasn't, you know, embarrassed publicly. Right, but right, right. first of all, at the gate, I have to talk about what that Republican said, because that is so funny to me, because he said, ready, what a, what kind of world do we want? We want a world <laughs> where where 
21-year-old boys come out of college and we immediately lock them in a closet? Yeah, now that we know what you guys have been up to, that is exactly what you <laughs> pinky fucks want. He's like, you what's sick the world fucks? coming to these days when you can't, just, you can't just put somebody in the basement for a couple of months? Couple of months just to, you know, maybe give them the experiences that uh, that they would otherwise get in the world. What? Well, I mean, I get a Makes a man out of him. Makes a man out of him. Makes a man. The Greeks did it. They've how's a, man, how's a boy supposed to become a man these days? Yeah, you're supposed to be passed around to all your daddy's friends. Come and on, then you gotta show daddy. daddy what you've done. <laughs> show <laughs> daddy what you've done. What'd you learn, boy? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Well, come Whatever. up. Come upstairs and see how clean you are. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, it, with the with the uh the natural born killers reference right. that line is one of the dirtiest lines in the history of cinema it sits with me for rodney dangerfield should have been nominated for should an have Oscar been for that part because are you fucking kidding me that is the greatest given how how genial we know he is in real life what was grotesque the, where did you pull the darkness from rodney you that performance is up there in terms of darkness with both uh, Anthony Hopkins and Brian Cox's versions of Hannibal Lecter. Like yes. that is the most disturbing dad I've yep, ever yep, seen. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so, so that was Orrin Hatch's uh, take on this. Newt. Newt's well, wait, no. Orrin, Orrin was the what does it come to? The, right, the right, closet right. was that earlier guy who I don't oh, know. The, he, right. He's yes. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. There. We need to. T- that's right. I don't even know who the hell he, he was. A, I, he was a flash fuck him. Senator. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, we'll, we'll do. Newt got a reason. Right. Newt. Smoked weed and. One time. You really have an effect on me. <laughs> yeah. I wonder know. why. I wonder why, Newt. I wonder why. Also to just offer, again, to offer that. Sure. There's a lot. Yeah, there's something else going on here where like this narrative never really caught on after people kind of. Because well, remember, remember keep Clinton in mind, was a big one. was, was going to say supposed that. to be yes. a big one, but that was 10 years after. That was 15 years almost. After. Crazy. They tested. They, they took this one for a walk and they were like, do people give a fucking shit about this? And they're like, no, no, not really. Um, yeah. But the yeah, Republicans that's... tried to tear Clinton down when he admitted, you know, do you really want a pot smoker in the White House? Didn't you just say five years ago that you don't think personal business? Yeah. But hey, Republicans, 10 years ago, you just said personal business should not hold a politician. Uh, we shouldn't be holding politicians accountable for personal business. That's right. Only to then do what you did 10 years later, you dark horse yeah. cocksucker motherfuckers. Just cocksuckers. And also the, the the funny thing, too, of that of that, that being the like, you know, the framing of all of that, that whole, that whole presidency is like the, you know, oh, it's, it was a, it was a, you know, the, the, he didn't even inhale or whatever. He said he didn't inhale. He's trying to be hip, but yeah. whenever else I'm like, I don't give a shit about the plume of smoke that was coming off of fucking Delane Maxwell and Epstein's plane. Like I'm worried about why the fuck's getting out of the goddamn plane. Like he's up to a lot more than, uh, than, than, than smoking a little bit of, uh, weed I don't even care that he was on the plane. Get what, out he can't of here. Fly, he can't fly with friends. Oh, you can't God. fly Great with friends. Fly, fly <laughs> the friendly sky. Yes, the skies didn't rape those. Wait, what children? do you got going? Up? What do you got going over there? Is there? What do you oh, mean? That, what do you? What's that buzz? Oh, it's my massager. I'm in oh. so much pain because uh, I've been biking. Bless you, but you can't play that now. Let, I'll rub Sorry. you. I will come. I will hop on the friendly skies. I will rub you. Hey, later. guess what, pal? I'm sitting down for a fucking interview, and my legs got tight because I'm about to hop onto a fucking bike. I, that sucks. I'm, I I apologize. I apologize. No, but I'm just that saying. Sound wise, you saying, can't have that I, moment. You're right. You can't have the sound moment. I apologize. That's why I turned it off. But just understand <laughs> something here. You got Dennis Rodman in the game right now, giving you 16 boards. Sorry, and he's worm. Down. He's tired. I'm sorry, worm. The, the worm's a the little worm's busted here, my friend. <laughs> 
The worm's a hustler. Like, uh, look, if you want me to go back in the game right now and get you more boards after chasing this fat fuck Shaquille O'Neal for hours, brother, I need the buzz. Okay? I need a little buzz. <laughs> like, I need a little buzz. I need going. some buzz action. God bless. Uh, yeah. God well, bless I mean, you, it was it was it was a funnier. It was a it was it was a it, it seemed like a, a bit of a an opportunity for a looser time there in Washington. And yeah, you're sure. right that people, you know, of course it's always, if it's my guy, if it's not my guy in this situation, it was like kind of all hands on deck for like, you know, I yeah. just don't think it's a big deal. You smoke some weed, you do whatever. Uh, but yeah, that turned sharply, uh, very sharply. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was coming off the heels of, 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 of what's his, of, uh, you know, Carter in the white house with weed was, was very loose and heavy. So this is early Reagan. I believe, bef- I believe before the full on, uh, uh, you know, ramping back up of the, of the drug war. Um, sure. Sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's well. That's, once you once you see the numbers start breaking in favor of Democrats in because they're reaching out to black voters, then all of a sudden weed becomes a buzz issue, and you know, then Lee Atwater with Bush gets promoted, and all of a sudden he's like, "If you want to win, you got to vilify the niggers. That's how you win." And then this dude was a hypocrite because his favorite music of all time was blues, and he loved BB King and it's like you love our art and then you would use this strategy to destroy our lives. And you know what I wish he'd said if he was a true villain, he'd have mm. said, that's why I love listening to the blues. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's been destroying black life cause he wants more. Blues I want my blues to come like, back. Yeah. I'll do what I got to do to get you niggas singing the blues. (laughs) Just for the record, for everyone watching, if you're not seeing this on video, I am half black. So half my jokes are okay. (laughs) Well, that's just that's just basic math. Thanks for clarifying. Got to clarify. You got it. You got it. Uh, Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful sentiment. Uh, Nothing like the blues and uh, nothing like the fog of uh, of drug war. Um, but now I want to, you know, we're, we're back there. We're back there in the 80s. Let's stay in the 80s. We both grew up at that time, in that time. Uh, sure did. Uh, and I would say that uh, I feel like that time period, the mid 80s to early 90s, was the golden age of the anti-drug PSA. Yes. Uh, some of the all-time greats aired on television during that stretch. So we say we, uh, we just sit back right now. We relax, but don't rub yet. We don't, we don't, get, the, we don't get the rubs just yet, but we relax. No rubbing. And we uh, enjoy one of those classic PSAs, which uh, growing it. up, I always thought stood for propaganda, stigma, and ALF. Losers are users, so don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. Ah, ah. ah from Melmac. Uh, so basically, uh, the, these old PSAs, uh, you know, there's some greats. There's some great ones. I uh, wanted to pull some. Uh, this one here in particular, just, you know, production value, concept, you know, because they're working with all the great, uh, all the Mad Men, uh, Dom Drapers at the time, the, the ad agencies mm-hmm. and stuff working with these, uh, you know, with these, uh, these PSAs. So, so, so this concept here is pretty fun, pretty straightforward. Uh, let's enjoy this one here. One gram of cocaine costs as much as a boombox. Three grams of cocaine costs as much as a TV. Seven grams, a trip to Paris. A gram a week for a year, a new car. If you're on coke, everything you work for is disappearing. Light under your nose. So they were showing that to kids. Yeah, I mean, it was ever. I mean, that was you know that, that was just on on network TV running uh, free, for free. Oh. You know, they, they give them that free ad space. Uh, so that was running all over. Well, because it grabs the attention. You know, you see a little bit of it. Uh, the well, here's media. the here's the hypocrisy. Okay, 
the people who were doing the coke in that manner of snorting it in the 80s, I'm sorry, they weren't losing their car. They have a Mercedes. That's they right. have they, the latest. They didn't miss out know, any trips to Paris. No, they, they, where do you think they bought the fucking shit? That's some of that wee wee shit. <laughs> that wee wee wee. That's that wee 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 wee. <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, also, you know, I don't know. Now, look, we haven't bought, uh, we haven't bought Coke together in a while. Uh, but my, my, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't personally bought cocaine in a little, in a minute. Uh, I haven't, I haven't given someone money for Coke in over a decade. I tried to Coke crunch. Well, so, okay. So we'll go back. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go back to to a time when we were, you know, scrounging up a couple bucks to uh, to grab sure. an eight ball for the for the weekend. Now I was yeah. trying to crunch the numbers on this as well because just to see how accurate this is, trying mm-hmm. just for inflation. This is 1987. So so one gram of cocaine being uh, being a a, a boombox, uh, okay. three grams. So about an eight ball being a, being a, a a TV. So was was an eight ball like fucking nine hundred dollars like back in the day or a thousand? Because TVs were expensive. About. Uh, and the boxes and TV were very expensive. Yes, right. Those were luxury items. So yeah. I don't understand, like, which I I do believe cocaine was actually very, like you just said before. People weren't scrounging up. I mean, if, if you're if you're uh, you know if, if you're going to freebase, but you know you get your bang for your buck. But like in terms of people snorting it, uh, you know, uh, just jet planes headed for Paris right up their nose, uh, they're comfortable with that. They can they can handle yeah. the jet plane. Uh, but yeah, that 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 uh, I didn't know if the actual dollars and cents were worked out there but it is pretty straightforward in terms of like if you got a choice it could be this or this but you are uh, sure. right that the, in terms of who was who was uh i would studio I would argue that, back in the day. yeah i would argue that that works for booze and cigarettes better than it does for um cocaine like i've done the numbers on booze and cigarettes and yeah i'm losing hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah. a month well i love i love that, be, I love that it'd be <laughs> i love that it'd be like well, you know, you can uh, you can pay this, uh, you know, get this overdraft fee taken care of, or you can get a, a t- couple of tall boys down at the like. I, I, I want to see that we need to make that version of this where it's yes. just like I've made some 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 tough calls uh, in the day in terms of like, well, you know, I gotta get I gotta fucking get this pack of cigarettes, or you know, I, I guess I can wait till the next paycheck to get. I think the paycheck to paycheck uh, up the nose uh, commercial has got to be has got to be made. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, so we'll do a remake. We, we've remade apocalypse think, now. Let's remake that fucking PSA. Let's do it. You want to do it right now? Or you want to watch the next PSA? I'm game. Let's for do either. No, let's do Let's, 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 let's pitch some for this. Let's think about this. All right. Um, we've got, uh, um, so, you know, you're getting like, you're getting shitty Coke as well. Cause in our, and when we were kind of going for it, it was like, yeah, you can get a, co- a gram for 50 bucks. 60 bucks in, in New York from certainly remind me even how much is a gram? I mean, generally, it, you know, the we quality those of course, dime bags wildly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I, I think generally, like I remember paying, you know, upwards of of uh, of like 150 bucks for an eight ball. So that's oh like my. three, you know, a little discount. Maybe so. And I'm also talking again. This is like fucking South Philly back in the back, you know, maybe 15 years ago. Sure. So I don't know. I don't really know right now what the market is. My understanding is that everything's pretty cheap because, you know, you you got a lot of roulette going on out there. You know, you might sure. Have, I mean, I remember doing 20 a bag. Boombox boom probably has a, a cassette tape of fentanyl in it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I, I think that uh, also if you lived in the, in New York City in the 80s, 
um, you were probably telling kids seeing that you were probably like, you know what? Sm- snort the cocaine, snort the boombox. Your boombox is loud. I yes. got to get to work. I don't need you doing electric boogaloo every goddamn yeah. morning bump, bump as I'm trying box. to get bump. to work. Like, oh, yep. oops, sorry. Turn them thing off. Take it. <laughs> Um, um, all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll scoot into, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kick that one around. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll reboot that spot. Uh, we'll try to crunch some numbers. We'll look at, uh, we'll look at what in 2022, what we're actually looking at, uh, for that. And we'll reconceptualize. Cause you know, these PSAs nowadays are pretty fucking lame and tame. Like they, they at least, I don't even see those PSAs. Where they're, are dude, they? They're like internet or they're fucking new media oh. only, man. You know, it's not, they don't even have any great shit hitting the, hitting the networks anymore. Uh, none of the, none of the, you know, funds, uh, scare tactics, none of, none of the, the fear mongering like it was back in the day, the stylized fear mongering of, of, uh, eighties and early nineties drug PSAs is, is something special. Um, so we're, we'll have a bunch of those coming out over the, over the course of it. But, uh, uh for now I want to, you know, listen, people want to know more about you. They know you're half black. They know you're an alt centrist. Okay. What else do they need to know? Uh, they may very well find out. As we go inside the drug user studio. Oh, okay. <clears throat> we end our podcast session with a weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is Lucas Hazlitt, what is your favorite drug? My favorite drug. Okay. Now, can I preface this with total immunity from death? Sure. Coke. Cocaine. Cocaine. Cocaine and you live forever. <laughs> Delight. Cocaine, but you never get that, that heart attack. And what is your least favorite drug? Um, cigarettes. Ooh, cigarettes, cigarellos, cigars, the whole yeah. shebang. Well, hey, no, now, slow your roll on cigars. I could go puff, puff every once in a while on a cigar. Oh, a little no. puff, puff. I can't, with like, the boys. real straight up tobacco with a pipe or in a cigar is actually quite heavenly. But Philip Morris or whatever they're now called, fucking. Oh, like Jay Reynolds Morris Incorporated. Yeah. No I'm dip, not maybe a, a dip of, of chaw. Maybe a dip of chaw for you, a little, if, little if, red if man. If it's July 4th, if it's July 4th and the boys are just. You know, holding their bats and swinging on, swinging at some balls. Yeah, I'll put a little. T- I'll chew. <laughs> Ding. If you if you gonna pull out your bat and balls, I'll chew. <laughs> Delight. Hit that spittoon. Uh, what age were Skip-oop. you? Oh, I swallow. I swallow. <laughs> Swallowing the chew spit is delightful. What age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence? Oh, that would be seventeen. Barely legal. I was 17 years old and probably the first the first couple of weeks of college. Ooh, what a time it was. What celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Oh my god. Um probably Heath Ledger. Ah. Or and and we mean and we mean overdose like drugs were involved cuz obviously it would be Michael Jackson. According to the National Enquirer, Michael Jackson's last words were more milk. In reference to a some sort oh, of substance. So then, 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 if that's the case, Michael Jackson's overdose was the one that made me go. That's how the king of pop goes out. Fuck. What is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Oh, um. Well, I'm kind of a cornball at heart, so you give me some <laughs> wacky to that. I love it. Wacky indeed. 
What drug would you like to deal for a living? Coke. Because it's my favorite to do, favorite to deal. Love handing it out, baby. Ooh, business and pleasure. Delightful. Oh, I, I do my own supply. I just do it in moderation. Moderation. Get high on your own supply in moderation. Yes, in moderation. you got to know your own supply. What drug would you absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? I would fentanyl. I don't want to be. Yeah, fuck it. If, if what they fentanyl, say is true about it, even the dealer should be passing out from it. Well, it's in, in what they say. Exactly. You know, reality is not quite. Exactly. The same, I see. How are, all the, how are all the dealers dealing it if you're telling me that, you know. I, I, I do believe that if you sold someone a Buick, but you couldn't tell them it was a Buick, uh, there might be problems there as well. Uh, I think that's more of a, less about the drug, more about mm-hmm. the policy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And finally, if heaven exists... What would you like to hear Michael Jackson say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man, I'm going to get canceled for this. I'd have done you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the king of pop and Lucas Hazlitt. Here are your drug users. <laughs> well, there it was. There it was. I could barely conjure, <laughs> conjure up Jimmy Lipton. Um, all right. Well, I, listen, you're the best in the biz. I'm not going to keep you any longer. This is this has been fun. I'll have you back. You, you'll be back. I'd love to come, Please back. come back. And listen, next time. You know who I want to listen to talk? Hmm. Drug users. People who've used them. Yes. People who use them. Yes. People who've abused them. Yes. We've heard enough from people who have not about on the subject. Exactly. Maybe the time has come to actually hear from fucking drug users. Perhaps. Uh, well, in, 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 uh, until then, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. You, you are the anytime. I love you to death. Love you, buddy. And thanks so much. I would hop into the acid bath with you anytime, kiddo. Oh, my God. Yes. We need to get back and bathe in the acid. Yep. Uh, yep. So much so much fun. Yep. Well, thanks, uh, thanks again to you. Thanks so much to everyone out there for tuning in. This has been your weekly dose. Self-medicated weekly dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.